If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that never reads the wrong envelope, it's SIFPOD. Oh, that's a callback to what, two two Oscars ago? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Man. Never live that one down. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's been nominated for Best Sif Pop Co-Host four <laughs> years running. <laughs> it's Andrew Ormsby. Still waiting for that win, though. <laughs> <laughs> Each week, we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, man, it's time. It's time for the Sif Pop Movie Awards. I actually, this is, besides the Oscars, like our Oscar party... This is probably my favorite part of the year, the yeah. look back. I guess we should say, uh, nothing set in stone, but I want to get this out here and, and, and tweak your interest. Uh, we're looking at actually doing a physical Sif Pop Oscar party oh, this yeah, year, where yeah, everybody yeah. comes over to my house and watches the Oscars, and we've got cameras set up, and so you can watch the Oscars at your house, and then just kind of live look at how our what our reactions are, and we'll even kind of like take turns commentating and that kind of thing. So it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Now again, it Not all could fall stone. through. It all could fall through. But that, but I, I'm confident enough that we're planning it that at least you know I could say it. This so. far ahead, we're working on it. So yeah. 
that should give you a sign of how seriously we're trying to take that's, it. That's right. We're either way, it's going to be a blast. Whether it's just online again or whether we've got the uh, physical element to it, which uh, we're either way, we're still going to do the ballots. Oh yeah, absolutely. As yeah. soon as the Oscar I, nominations are out, uh, yeah. we will start taking your picks. I just didn't want people to think that we're getting rid of one thing for another. Oh no, oh so. no, not at all. Um, we are excited to do the Sif Pop Movie Awards. We've got uh, all the categories. Uh, that you know yeah. and love from the Sif Pop Movie Awards. And then we will finish by counting down the top 20 Sif Pop movies according to the nominations of all the Sif Pop gurus and all the Sif Pop coordinators. I think we had, tw- uh, I said coordinators, uh, contributors. Yes. Um, I think we had 27 uh, people do nominees this year. So that's awesome. Nice group, uh, picked a good group of 20 and there'll be a couple different rules for the top 20 this year, but we'll get to that, uh, when we get there, here are the categories that we're going to be going through, uh, during the show. And we're going to, by the way, we're going to get right into this. It's an award show, man. We got awards to get to Mm -hmm. (laughs) we got a pack show. We're going to get to them. So, uh, the categories, that we will be taking a look at. We will be doing nominations and selections for Best Moment, Most Underrated Movie of 2019, Most Overrated Movie of 2019, (laughs) uh, Biggest Letdown of 2019, Biggest Surprise of 2019, and then we've got the big awards, the top 10 performances. We've each picked mm-hmm. our top 10 performances of the year. And again, just to reiterate, it's just performances. We don't differentiate between lead and supporting or, or male and female or anything. Um, these are just our favorite 10 performances of the year. And then, of course, our favorite 10 movies of the year. Um, did I say 10 performances or did I say five? You said 10. Okay. All right. It's 10. Uh, it is ten, right? Sure, let's okay. do ten. I was gonna say, yeah, I it's got our show. It's our award show. <laughs> I got ten. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna go through all of that. Let's go ahead and work our way through it uh, in that order. Let's start with best movie moment Ooh. of 2019. That's a good place to start, That's right? A great place because to start. there's in, the reason I love this category, and it's it may be my favorite like non best picture category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is because these are the moments that make me realize why I fell in love with watching movies. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's just like those moments where it's like, this is why I go to movies. This is why I sit down and watch stories because of moments like this. So uh, we're each going to, we'll go back and forth and we'll Mm -hmm. each nominate three. Those will be the official six nominees, and then we'll each choose our choice from those nominees. Uh, if we have extra that we want to mention, we can do honorable mentions after we know what the nominees are. Yep. Uh, so, and that's going to be true for every category. Andrew, why don't you kick us off? What is one of the, in no particular order, one of the movie moments you would nominate from 2019? Uh, I'll just start with, I'm, it, it, you said no particular order, but I'm just going to start with my number one. Avengers Endgame Captain America picks up Mjolnir yep that was definitely one of my nominees as well I mean they've been teasing it since Age of Ultron and they finally delivered yes it's fan service but man it's the best kind of fan service Um, you and I went to Kansas City to go and see that movie Uh, yeah and we got to see an early screening of it Um, that's that's the 
like I was trying to be respectful. It's not like an IMAX experience where uh-huh. everybody's cheering and everything right. like that. Everybody's being quiet because they're wanting to watch yeah. the movie. But that's the only part of the movie where I went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, even, even in a critic screening. There yeah, was in some a critic screening. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that. It was so different watching that movie with the big IMAX opening weekend crowd than it's it was so much watching more fun. It crickets. Crickets. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Critics. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I I totally agree. That is definitely one of the big movie moments of the year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to nominate uh the Joker dance down the stairs in the movie Joker. Uh, interesting. Yeah, there is. I I you know I don't like that movie as much as you do. No. Um, you technically don't. it's achievement, and Joaquin Phoenix's performance I think is the greatest achievement of that movie. Easily, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and I think that is the definition of that performance. There's something about the way that he, the, the way it's shot, what he's doing. There's an exuberance to it that is that leaps off the screen. And that was kind of one of those moments this year. There was like, okay, the filmmaker is doing something really cool here. Oh yeah. So so that's my uh, my first nominee. <laughs> this what? one's ridiculous, but I can't. But. It's a top movie moment, even uh-huh. though it's ridiculous. I just love it so much, and that's the. Uh, are you giving your super villain speech? You're too far away. I can't hear you from Shazam. <laughs> okay, I All cried. Right. I laughed so hard because they're just ragging. They ragged on a lot of you know superhero cliches in that right, movie. right, right. But that is one that no, that's that good. has stuck with me. No, that's by good. just being one of the funniest things I've seen this year. That's very, very good. Uh, my second nominee, I'm going to go with uh, the donut hole speech uh, in Knives Out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, second donut but hole. I was just that. He, it's, that's your Shazam. Shazam. It it's really so is. He's so good. He delivers it <laughs> so well. It's so clever and funnily written. Uh, I just, yeah, the donut hole speech that Daniel Craig gives in Knives Out. Uh, is my second nominee for best movie moment of the year. Yeah. And your final nominee? I'm going to go with the scene from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and it's the one minute of silence. Okay. It was a toss-up between that and everybody singing A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood on the subway mm-hmm. because it's just a happy moment, but the the one minute of silence uh, in the restaurant brought tears to my eyes just by how moving it was that mm-hmm. nobody was saying anything and they were all just thinking and as an audience member it allowed you to participate in the movie yeah and it was super powerful great absolutely wonderful um okay i've got a bunch here to pick my third nominee from um <laughs> i think i'm gonna go with the argument in marriage story um That's cr- i mean they're just laying it all out i i there are a lot of movie moments that move you in different ways. And uh, my wife and I were watching uh, at home on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Marriage Story. And uh, after that argument built and then the, the moment of catharsis at the end uh, with what happens and just uh, I, I, looked over to, I looked over at her. I was crying and I just said, I think I just said, wow. You want a divorce? Like, no no not at all uh i was very thankful for our relationship in that moment i was very far from wanting a divorce uh i i just i i've never in i don't think i've ever been privy to the rawness of how uh just the desire to injure someone or to hurt them without 
physically hurting them. Yeah. You know, you can just feel it. Like That's all he wanted to do. All he just wants to hurt. He'll say anything as long as it hurts her. Yeah. And it's just, it. wow, it's... Yeah, I, I had to nominate that one. So those are our six official. Uh, any honorable mentions you want to throw out there now that we have our official nominees? I got two. Okay, I have a few as well. Uh, it's from the two popes, and it's, nice. it's uh, Francis and Benedict watching a World Cup. Yes. I just, it. I, I couldn't help but just love every second of that scene. I have a picture uh, that I took of me sitting on the couch that they, uh, when when I went out to the two popes thing, they had that whole room. Oh, did they? With all the, you know, the <laughs> setup and everything. So, yeah. No, that's a great moment. That's a good yeah. call. Uh, I have to min- mention a, it's a, hmm, trying to figure out how to not, how to non-spoilery mention this, but. What's it from? It's from Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, and it is the char- a character we know is revealed in an end credit scene. Um, that was a big mo- like it was that's, just kind of that's huge. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where it was like uh, the whole you could feel the crowd being like, "What? Whoa. That's awesome! Cool!" You know, kind of thing. So I had to yeah. mention that one. My final non one is it's from 1917, and I'll just call it the run across the front. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's a good choice as well. Yeah. Uh, I will nominate two. I uh, not nominate. I will mention two more. Yeah. Uh, the there's a dinner faux pas during Downton the Downton Abbey movie oh, okay. that is the hardest I laughed all year. At really? A movie. I just it's so perfectly British humor done, uh, <laughs> and it's it's great. I had to mention. I know not a lot of people have seen that movie, but it, it was definitely one of my favorite movie moments. And then I have to mention the ranch scene from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, that spe- was so tense. Tension. Yeah. S- specifically the final moments of that scene. Uh, I'll just say changing of attire, you know, that kind of stuff. I just found uh, absolutely captivating. Uh, I, th- I really believe that Tarantino is at the top of his game right now. Uh, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is excellent stuff. Yeah. So there you go. Those are our honorable mentions. I'll uh, just tell you right now, that would have been my sixth. Like the ranch, the ranch scene, yeah. And once upon a time, yeah. I think we're gonna agree, um, Cap Hammer for moment of the year. Really? Is that what? Is that not what that, you would choose? That was gonna be mine. Yeah, but I think I agree. Okay. Uh, I think that's a, that's a good way to go. Um, so we will officially call the Mjolnir moment. The Mjolnir uh, moment. I the, love uh, it. The biggest moment of movie moment of 2019. I can't think of another movie moment that that I felt like I was almost floating above my body. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just in specifically in that big IMAX crowd opening weekend when that happened. It was like a sporting event. I can it was only Im- insane. I can only imagine your thought process because you'd seen the movie already, even though it was opening night. Right. You could just you were looking around and you were like it's kinda like how whenever I uh I, per, I I was showing that movie to the Audi company, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, I was just looking around, like, I know what's coming. coming. <laughs> I know what's coming. What's they gonna do? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah. All right, let's move on to most underrated movie of 2019. Yes. Um, I will start the nominations this time, and this is where things get interesting because I think some of our disagreements will probably show up in probably. here as we talk about these kind of things. Uh, but I'm going to nominate Ad Astra as the most underrated uh, movie of 2019. Oh, that's great. Uh, I think we will look back uh, 10 years from now at this movie uh, as a classic, like as a phenomenally made movie. Um, okay. I've watched it again, and uh, and I got to say, it is, is, it's as brilliant as I remember 
you know, watching it. In fact, I kind of love it more after the second time. Really? Um, but again, a lot of that for me is is how connected and how early connected I was to what I felt the metaphor of this movie was. Mm-hmm. And I cannot watch this movie without. So you know things things that we talked about that I know you don't like, uh, like the check-ins with like when he's reciting his health stuff into the you know just kind of scene plotting or whatever. Yeah, to me speaks to the uh, the religious rigmarole legalistic idea of religion mm-hmm. where prayers are like, okay, God, here's what I want, here's mm-hmm. the thing, here's where I you know, and it's just there's nothing really emotional about it. It's just I'm praying because I have to and mm-hmm. rehearsal and and this movie transitions him from just this this legalism to his you know life and what he's trying to do to an actual relationship and an actual understanding of his purpose and who he is and um so i just connected to it really deeply i do think it's underrated um and i've also gotten encouragement from seeing other uh you know big time uh, movie critics that i really respect also have it in their top five and top ten of the year and so Fantastic. you know it's i i'm i'm excited to see I'm glad how you liked it yes yes exactly so that's my first nomination <laughs> nice uh, I'm gonna go with a movie. I don't know if it's underrated, but I definitely think it's forgotten. And that's uh, Lego Movie Two: The Second Part. Okay, that movie was hilarious. I laughed probably more. I loved the first Lego Movie way, way more. I think that it speaks. It has way more to say. Where I think this is just a f- super funny movie. But I think I've laughed more in Lego Two than I did in the first movie. There was way more emotional moments mm-hmm. in the first one, obviously. Sure. Uh, but yeah, in the first one, I think I think main thing the first one has above the second one is it, it the it's twist, saying something. The twist was fresh and yeah. meaningful, and you know it had it could wow you with that. And the second one's like that that bullet's already out of the gun, and so they try to have to figure out how to put the bullet back in the gun mm-hmm. and shoot it again, and it's, yeah. that's always going to be a little tricky. Yeah, but if you're looking at this a movie from a solely comedic standpoint, I think it's great. Yeah. Good choice. That's my first nomination. No, good choice. Uh, Second most underrated of the year, my second nomination is going to be The Kid Who Would Be King. Um, Did you ever get a chance to see this? I started it. You weren't interested? Like it didn't connect? Oh, man. It it, it felt way, for me personally, it just Mm -hmm. felt way too much like a pre-YA film, you know? Like, oh, you're Arthur. Cool. And I was like, uh, I'm just not buying into it. It, yeah. felt, it felt like a kid's movie. It does have that feel to it. I, I yeah. will give it that. It does. It definitely has a almost like an 80s family film kind of vibe yeah, to it. That's, like, that's what I was getting. Yeah. Yeah. There is a little bit of that to it. I will say it it really does some clever things uh, as the story progresses and accomplishes some emotion. I didn't realize uh, it would. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the way the story is told, the message, and also the performances. Uh, so, yeah, I wish I was hearing more about this movie, so I put it in underrated. Nice. And your next nomination? I will nominate Alita Battle Angel. Um, this is I think it's a good choice. I really do. Because, you know me, I've championed this movie hard. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I think it's great. The world building is fascinating and intriguing. 100% agree. I think that the combat is super fun to watch. And I just, I don't think people gave it its just deserve. I, I agree with that. I, I think the biggest thing I can say about Alita is I want another one. Like, yes, And that means really something, bad. right? Like, uh, it, I, I enjoyed the world building enough that I came out going, please, make another one. I, I want to yeah. go back. Even though there are some things in the movie where I'm like, and that didn't quite work for me, or maybe that was yeah. a little forced or, or whatever. Um, 
I really like this world and I like the I like the visual style of it. I like some of the con- conceptual stuff to it. So yeah. I, I really do hope that becomes uh, more of a franchise because I really would like to revisit that world. So, oh, yeah. So I think that's a good choice. And your final nomination? My final nominee, hmm, let's go with, I'm going to say Rocket Man is my final nominee for I most still haven't under, seen Rocket Man. Underrated. But I, um, it's what everybody says. Like, if you love Bohemian Rhapsody, you'll really love Rocket Man. Well, you can go a couple ways on that. Um, I, you know me. I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. that much. I thought I had a lot of problems. Rocket Man basically fixes all the problems that I had with Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. uh, including the fact that Taron Egerton is fully singing everything, fully doing this performance. Um, he's incredible at it. Uh, the music is is great. Well, of course, Elton um, <laughs> <Selton> John. <laughs> the way it's presented in the story, I think, is really beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I I was really impressed with this movie and Taron Egerton and and uh, and what happens here. So yeah, I'd like to signal Deuce Rocket Man just a little bit. Yeah. Um, Your last nominee. I'm gonna go. I'm you know I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with one that wasn't my like honorable mentions, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna bump it up. Ready or not. Yeah, good I think, choice. I think that this movie got you know uh, pushed off as just a uh, you know just a horror film. Mm-hmm. There is some really clever, funny stuff going on. In I this agree. Movie. I agree. Yeah. Uh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, other underrated films that I'll throw an honorable mention to mm-hmm. uh, Waves. I don't think enough, but I don't think a lot of people have seen it yet. Yeah, I it's an end of year awards film. It may be one of those films that just kind of you know. Just continues under the radar. It happens every year. I think Dark Waters may be another one of those films. It's just kind of just like great movie came out at the end of the year. There was so much stuff nobody saw it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, I I want people to know about Waves. What about you, Doctor Sleep? Yeah, sure. That's a you know people. Uh, I think people were expecting The Shining too, and it's not. No, I mean technically, yes, it in is. In fact, but the the major thing, in my opinion, wrong with the movie is when it eventually decides to try to become The Shining. Too, I think it loses at something. the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I think the movie is great. I think the scene where she uh, traps her in her mind is brilliant. Yes, that almost made my top movie moments of sure, the year. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's great. Good choice. Uh, Triple Frontier. I wanted to mention. Uh, on Netflix, <laughs> I like it way more than most people. Yeah, you so do. I consider it underrated. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's er- fun. It's I don't know, man. I that in Underground Six were really interesting, or Six Underground were really interesting <laughs> for me this year yeah. because both of those movies came out on Netflix. I had zero expectations going. In fact, I expected not to like either one of them. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And I yeah. just I like I was never bored with either of them. I I knew what the director was trying to do. I could see the flaws in them, but my but I didn't care. Like I was having a good time, and yeah. I I refuse to feel shame about that. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like you enjoy what you enjoy. I said the same thing about uh, Spies in Disguise. Uh, is kind of one of those movies yeah. where it's just like the the humor is immature. It's not as clever as it thinks it is. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. The it's plot fun. doesn't make sense. But I had a blast. Yeah, it was Will Smith as a pigeon. What more do I need? You know. <laughs> so uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, I'd mentioned Triple Frontier as well. Did you have any others you wanted to mention? Uh, the last one and the only reason I'm nominating. I know it's a quote unquote bad movie, but my fandom won't let me hate it, and that's Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> I I it's so fun. 
it's just so many references to my childhood, and I yeah. just can't. It's so fun. I love it. And Ghidorah was great. I was a great villain. Ah, it's great. Nice. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, let's talk about our choice then. What is your choice for most underrated movie of 2019? Alita. Alita Battle Angel? Mm-hmm. Um, mine would probably, you know what? I'd probably go with Rocket Man. I okay. think, you know, it's it's really good. I will, so. You know what? Let's go with Rocket Man, even though I haven't seen it, but that's what everybody says, okay. is that movie is totally underrated. All right. And by the way, uh, just so you know, it's not like we have to agree on these, but we do yeah. like to. And then it becomes, you know, more of an the official SIF Pop Award for most underrated movie of the year is Rocket Man. Nice. Uh, all right. Let's go to most overrated movie <laughs> of the year. This is a movie that you feel like you can't understand why everybody likes it so much. Yeah. Uh, so at some level or another, I guess I guess I shouldn't say it that way because I actually do understand some of these, why yeah. other people like them. I just didn't like them as much. And I even have movies on this list that I like, but compared to how much everybody else right. likes them, I'm like, eh, yes. it's, it's not that good, guys. I, I definitely, I have three, I have, I, yes, I definitely have one of those as well. Let's get into yeah. it. Uh, okay. I'll start this one. Or wait, did I start last one? It doesn't matter. Go for it. Um, my first nominee for most overrated movie of 2019 is The Lighthouse. Oh, man. Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson. I've heard too. Ridiculousness. I've heard some people say that they love it. It's a movie where you either love it or you hate it. Not mm-hmm. many people come down right in the middle like, hey, it's okay. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I, I was definitely on the hate it part. <laughs> it was definitely on my eyes are rolling a lot. Hey, you don't mess with the bird. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's my first nominee. What's yours? Good acting. Also, gotta get sure. That. Uh, of course. Ad Astra. Hey, <laughs> 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 I hate that movie, man. How can it be both underrated and overrated? Don't you think more people agree with you and when, and that they didn't enjoy it? It well, kind of just came thing. and went. You it's and not I, even in the awards conversation. Is like, it not? No. You and I, you are the only other one I know that's seen it. So, Well, there you go. So <laughs> It should be a sign. But I mean, like, for that, I mean... Apparently, it's overrated for all the people I know that have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, my second nominee is going to be uh, the Beach Bum. Um, oh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. I this is getting awards buzz, and I don't understand it. He's playing himself. I this this <laughs> this movie is a bowl full of nonsense. Like I just I. I did not connect to this movie at all. I did not connect to his character in this movie. I was not enlightened, entertained, impressed. Uh, you know, it's McConaughey trying to be the dude. I don't, yeah, something like that. So I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted at the attention that it's getting. So Beach Bum is my second nominee. What okay. is yours? Hustlers. Oh, people love this movie. And I I'm, like this movie. Yeah, people like this movie, and it's not just because it's about strippers. People like this movie because they think that it's saying something. And mm-hmm. that it's, but I just didn't connect to it. I didn't find uh, Jennifer Lopez's character. Uh, and it's Constance Wu as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't find their chemistry all that fun, and I just wasn't interested in this story mm-hmm. as a whole. Like I didn't know why I was supposed to care. 
Very nice. Uh, I my final nominee is going to be the souvenir, um, which is another movie getting a lot of awards buzz. I don't think I know this one. Yeah, this is this movie is all atmosphere, and it's just it's it's not about as far as I'm concerned anything interesting, anything compelling. Um, the the log line is a shy but ambitious film student falls into an intense emotionally fraught relationship with a charismatic but untrustworthy older man and pretty much everything I saw in the movie is right there in that one sentence like I mean there's I just didn't find anything compelling or interesting about this movie and yet okay. it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and 92% on Metacritic and is getting lots of awards buzz so yeah. every year yep. there are awards movies where I just go I don't get it, everybody, yep. but you have your fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your final This nominee? is a movie I like, but nowhere near as much as everybody else. Okay. Ford v. Ferrari. Ooh. <sighs> and I know I am the only one in the world. <laughs> no, you're that, not the only one. I mean- But I sure do like that movie. It's a fun- It's an okay movie. I had a good time. Yeah. But- Everybody, like, it's getting awards buzz. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, Christian Bale's really good. Matt Damon's really good. Uh-huh. But. <sighs> and it's fun. It's just such a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, I liked it. Yeah. But there's there's a good movie, and then there's great movies. And I don't think this is a great movie. That brings me to uh, my honorable mention. Uh, yep. I'm in the same boat as you, uh, as enjoying this movie, but not nearly as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good movie, not a great movie. Yeah. John Wick 3, uh, I have to throw into this category. Okay, I fair cannot enough. believe how much people love this movie. I just think it is diminishing returns in that franchise. And I just, I apparently want different things from these movies than most people do. So. Going back to the Elite Battle Angel analogy, mm-hmm. with the first one, the first John Wick movie, the world building was so great that you just wanted more. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to know more about the coins, the, right. the Continental. You want to know yep. all about this stuff. Yep. Yeah, I totally get it. And, like you say, there's just been diminishing returns. They're relying so much, especially the third one, on really great choreographed yeah, combat. Yeah, and if that's what the movie wants to be, then so be it. Be that movie. It's just not as complete of a movie as I want as a as a movie lover. I want it to engage all three of those areas of our body that we've talked about. It's, and it's doing a disservice to what it could be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. Did you have any uh, honorable mentions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, long shot. Okay. People love that movie, man. Yeah, I like I just, it. I, I don't necessarily love it. I, I couldn't get behind it. Yeah. You got any more? No. Nope. Right, I got one more. And yes, this one is like divisive. So it's Rise of Skywalker. Okay. It's it's divisive enough to where the amount that I hate it in the It's always going to be overrated. Yeah. It could have a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's still be overrated for you. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. I mean, what's it at right now? Like 52? Is it? Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> Way too high, right? Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to complain too yeah. much about that choice. Well, uh, I know it can't be at Astra. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Not a, not any movie can be at Astra. Uh, no, I mean like for our overrated movie. If it's your underrated movie of the year, it can't be. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And what's interesting is I don't think you've seen any of the ones I nominated. Uh, uh, Lighthouse. You've seen Lighthouse, but I you enjoyed with, it. I, I'm with you. It's okay. Okay. 
I, right. I, I like I like the Vitch way more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, if I'm more than willing to call The Lighthouse the most overrated movie of 2019. Fair enough. All right, we'll do it. Uh, the official Sif Pop most overrated film of 2019 is The Lighthouse. Yes. All right, let's talk about the biggest letdown of the year. Why am I so excited about this category? Right. Well, it was a big year for letdowns. It was Andrew. a big year for letdowns. <laughs> There's a lot of big ones. Uh, I'm looking at my list, and yeah, lots of big swings and big misses. Yeah. Uh, so you start this time. What do you want to nominate? This is my fervent nomination. <laughs> fervent. Yeah. And I will be pressing hard for this. Glass. No, uh, you're not going to win that argument because I kind of like that movie, oh, but. My God. But yeah, no, I get how oh. it's a huge, huge letdown. I mean, from the potential of like, oh, an unbreakable sequel, and I'm talking more about yeah. uh, a split here. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's a crazy, and then yeah. you find out, yeah, they're doing a, a third one where right. it's going to be them fighting, and it's going to be, you know, the the ultimate Shyamalan movie, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. But I was so bored and let down by this. Yeah. Movie. I hate the ending of this movie so much yeah <sighs> yeah very much let down no i i get it that's a that's a huge letdown uh totally understand it. even though i was digging it um i can totally understand why most people were let down by that one mm-hmm. uh i'm going to nominate men in black international um, <laughs> that movie's so bad <laughs> and it really has no right to be that bad i mean the talent you have in it in the acting parts the property is a fun property yeah uh you you have permission to do such fantastical and interesting things and be clever in the movie just completely decides not to be any of that i don't understand how tessa thompson and chris hemsworth can have phenomenal chemistry in something like thor ragnarok yeah but when they're doing this i don't get how they just lost that chemistry well i mean that's just i mean it just goes to show that a lot of that is on the page right we give actors and actresses a lot of credit for that stuff and certainly they deserve a big portion of the credit but it is about pieces in a whole right like it's (sighs) about how it's written how the characters are written how the chemistry is written all that kind of stuff and so i don't think they're the problem i i you know i think they're giving it their best but um but yeah that's my first nomination what else do you want to nominate bright burn yeah i have that as well yeah man i mean it's such a fun concept what Mm -hmm. if young clark kent was evil right what if there was an evil kid superman right that is i am totally on board for that and then you tell me that cal l breaking bad yeah yes cal l breaking bad and this movie was so dumb (laughs) well it just wasn't that it was just it was a supernatural possession movie yeah i mean there if they would have made the movie to where it was you know him struggling you know with being a teenager you know because those are your uh yeah adolescence adolescence years there's beautiful metaphorical uh, you know opportunities there you know like what would you do like if you were bullied or anything Mm -hmm. like that but you had the power right you know and you were being, but no, he was always going to be bad, right? And it just that, and not took, and not because of him, no, but because of his ship and the way it possessed him, yeah. And I, yeah, it completely squanders what could have been a really fun idea. That and that makes it a huge disappointment. I, I yeah. agree, big letdown. What you got? Um, I am also going to nominate uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, for that. Now, I know a lot of people have stopped expecting stuff from those movies, and so I understand Me. 
yeah, for a lot of people, that wouldn't be a big letdown. It'd just be like, yeah, it's what I figured. Um, but I still really love the X-Men movies. And even when they're bad, I've really enjoyed them. And that, by the way, is kind of true even of Dark Phoenix. But what the disappointment is, what the letdown for me is how like how much they just waved at this movie and we're just like eh, just you know because disney owns it now they're gonna do something different just you know hand wave at it and i was just like man why not go out with something fun like really big and fun and do something daring it's your chance to like there is no risk you're making this movie people who are gonna see it are gonna see it do something crazy i I think they looked at logan as that movie yeah this is our uh Gran Torino, you know, yeah. we're just gonna say it, we're gonna, but then they forgot. Oh yeah, we got one more movie, so I guess right. we'll half hand it then. My final nomination again. I like this movie, but going into it, the bar was set so high that yeah. I was let down, and that's Us. Ooh, interesting. I I'm actually with you there. Um, I mean, I mean, I, it's out. hard for me to call it a disappointment or a letdown. Yeah, because it, it is spectacular filmmaking like he's Lupita doing great Nyong'o filmmaking yeah it. yeah so it's it's hard for me to kind of include it in this category but i get it because and i certainly didn't enjoy it as much as you know a lot of people have yeah. um so it's just it's structurally the plot is it's too dependent on rules that it doesn't want to follow through on you know and yeah the ending is i think the ending unravels a lot of what if you would have left it unsaid mm-hmm. and let us kind of figure it out for ourselves, but they kind it's like Jordan Peele wanted to like explain stuff that didn't yes. need explaining and 100%. it kind of ruined it. hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yes. 100% agree. My final nomination is going to be, uh, sorry, Andrew, Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, That's fine. Huge letdown for me just because I've been a defender of these movies, you know, I I like you love Kong Skull. Island. I like Kong Skull Island. Um, so you know, I was re- I was really looking forward to these movies doing something special leading up to Godzilla versus Kong, which now has been delayed. Which again doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. It just means they need more time to get it right. That's fine. Um, but I wonder if part of it is how the response to this movie and just people being like, this isn't what we were looking for. So, uh, which I'm definitely in that category. Yes. Uh, I got two more. I can like shout outs, the star Wars, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but a big one I was let down by because I thought it was just a really cool concept that totally let me down. And that's yesterday. Yeah, no good choice. Actually, I didn't even think about that in this category, but I would agree just because they kept throwing in so many extra stuff. Like, cigarettes and you know if well, they would it's have another just... it's another one of those movies that doesn't understand the power it has in its concept it yeah. just it completely flubs what could have been amazing about that concept it's very similar to brightburn brightburn uh-huh. and yesterday really struggle with the same thing which is having a great concept and just not understanding what to do with it yeah um so no i agree with that i'd throw out the lion king it was a huge disappointment a huge letdown for me I, um, yeah i and i've been I, enjoying the disney uh, updates i think they're fun I get that they're not necessary, all that kind of stuff I understand, but I've been enjoying them. I did not enjoy this at all. Uh, it's just, it, it makes a, a movie worse. The choice to take the, the, the animated 
stuff and bring it to live action in this case mm-hmm. actually does not offer any kind of advantage. It's just all disadvantage. It takes yeah. away any kind of expression, emotion from these Literally, animals. it takes away expression. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, you can't connect to the characters in the same way. The fantastical nature of, you know, the the tower of animals and the, you know, I just can't wait to be king, yeah. you know, is completely gone because that's not real life. Animals yeah. can't climb on each other like that. Well, animals so instead can't you talk just, either. <laughs> instead, you just have them running behind him singing, and it just steals so much of the energy. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I Lion King was a, a big letdown for me as well. Yeah. And what else did you have? Uh, that's it for my letdown. All right. Well, I think this is a pretty easy choice. Brightburn? Brightburn. Yeah. yeah, it's the one we both had on our list, and I think I feel really comfortable with that being... The official uh, Pop biggest letdown of 2019 is Bright Burn. Nice. Biggest surprise of 2019. Wasn't expecting anything from this movie. And, yeah. well, look at that. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, throw out the first nomination? Shazam. Yeah, I had it on mine, too. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 wa- I was really excited. I wanted it to be good because Billy Batson's a really fun character. But I'd been... I'd been let down so much by the DCEU that I went in just like, how are they going to ruin it? How are they going to yeah. ruin it? But they didn't. It's the second best DCEU thing behind Wonder Woman. It's easily the funniest I, thing. I think it's better than Wonder Woman. You really think it's better I, than Wonder Woman? I, I really do, but yeah. Uh, I can't. I understand why, but I think that Wonder Woman on an emotional level is way more sure. powerful. I agree. I did just recently rewatch Shazam, and it's just... I reappreciated everything it did with mm-hmm. um, not only you know the comedy. The comedy is you know it's a it's a given. You yeah. Know? But you forget. I forget anyway about you know like the metaphor about family isn't blood. It's right. You know, it's it's love. Yeah. That thread is finding, throughout the movie. Yeah. And it's really well done. Yes. It's great. Very much agree. Very much agree with that choice. It was on my list as well. Uh, I'm going to nominate the two popes. Um, I was, I, when I heard about this movie, I was like, okay, I might connect to this movie on a philosophical level, like thinking about religion and those kind of things. I was not expecting to have so much fun with this movie. And it's just, (laughs) I was not expecting to laugh as much as I laughed in this movie. I was not expecting to connect to these two popes as, you know, uh, authentic people human beings and people. And like, I, I was really impressed with this movie and was not expecting to love it as much as I loved it. So I wanted <laughs> to nominate that. Well, the only reason I can't have that on my list is because I saw it after you gave it such high praise. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah. it lived up to that high oh, praise. Good. It's a great movie. It's a, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> um, but as far as another surprise for me, I'm going to go with Ready or Not again. Because I had that on my list as well. It's just like you see that concept and you're like, it's going to be the same cliched horror, got to survive yeah. movie, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's great character. The yeah. I forget her name, but I think I called her like a discount Margot Robbie is brilliant. <laughs> I should know her name because she did yes, such a good Yes, we can no job. longer. It's Samara Weaving. Yeah. Uh, we can no longer count, call her discount anything. She's she's great. Yeah. I think it's a super good movie. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you uh, on Ready or Not for sure. That was definitely in my uh, my possible nominees as well. Um, so my second nominee then uh, for Biggest Surprise, I'm going to go with Fighting With My Family. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. Uh, 
No, I haven't. Okay. I, had, I had to go back because I've seen so many clips from it. I'm like, have I actually seen the full movie? And so, I know the Alexa story, so it's or Paige story. So right. So the interesting thing about this is, I'm not a world re- like a WWE guy at mm. all. I don't watch any of this. In fact, I I kind of you know um, what's the recoil <laughs> at that kind of. It's just it's not entertaining to me. Yeah. Um. But man, is this movie done well? Um. And Florence Pugh is so good in this. Uh, and of course, Nick Frost is great. Uh, Lynn Headey, yeah, The this, Rock, the, with The Rock, he's kind of <laughs> he's, almost he's a cameo. There. He's, he's there. like an extended cameo in this yeah. movie uh, for the most part. But he plays himself. But he does play himself, and uh, I I think part of my surprise with this movie is also that I just come from seeing uh, Florence Pugh in Midsummer. Uh, uh, and it's so di- like she's so different in this movie. She's happy and then she's in, <laughs> she's happy she's in Little screaming. Women as well, and doing something completely different in Little Women. I think it's the year of Florence. Like really, she, yeah. With these three performances, I what an incredible year she's had. Nice. Um, so yeah, I had to mention. I think this is the place for it. So I'm going to make it an official nominee for biggest surprise of the year. Good call. Good call. Uh, you got one more. Yeah, um, I'll just throw out a lead battle angel again because okay. I wasn't expecting anything from it. Okay. And um, I was just like, oh, it's going to be, uh, what's his name that's uh, directing it? Uh, oh, Robert Rodriguez? Robert Rodriguez, yeah. thank you. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a Rodriguez film. But I'm just going to repeat everything I said. The world building, the characters, the story, it's all fascinating. And I was totally surprised by it. Very nice. Uh, Lita, Battle Angel is your uh, last official nominee. And my last official nominee, I'm going to go with A Hidden Life. Um, and I think this fits the category very well for me because I don't like Terrence Malick movies. I oh, I have yeah. never connected to his style. It's so slow. Me it's neither. so plotting. Um, and I will say what's really impressive about this movie is I don't think he changed his style. I think it's that same contemplative plotting style, but I was so connected to the central character and central decision that I wasn't bored like I am in a lot of his other movies. Yeah. So he found a way for me in this movie to connect me so deeply into what this character was going through that it allowed me to live in the the contemplation and the beautiful scenery and all the stuff he's known for in a way that didn't feel, come on, let's get to the next thing. It was just like, now I'm just, I'm living in these moments. So uh, I don't like Terrence Malick movies, except now I do. I do like A Hidden Life. So Yeah, I'm um, just going through just to make sure. But, uh, the Thin Red Line, I think, is the only thing. I was not a fan of Tree of Life. No. Oh, so. oh Tree of Life. That was a rough watch. I, I, and I wasn't a fan of Thin Red Line either. Lit- I literally have not enjoyed a Terrence Malick film until this one. Yeah. I get so, it. Yeah, he's a very so that's taste. why I think it qualifies very much as a biggest surprise of the year for me that that I would enjoy this movie as much as I did. Nice. Um, I definitely have some others to throw out. Yeah, uh, I'm going to throw out uh, Claws from Netflix, the Christmas movie. Oh yeah, a big surprise. Was not expecting Netflix to put out an animated Christmas movie that you know might become an instant classic. Um, really? Yeah, it's that? really good. Hmm. Um, so that was a big surprise for me. Did you have any others you wanted to mention? Good Boys. Okay, yeah, sure. I thought it was just going to be stupid, you know, but those kids are great. The chemistry that they all had together, I mean, Jacob Tremblay is becoming one of my favorite, like, young actors. Like, he is so versatile. Uh, But that movie is just so funny. 
Um, I let's see. I already really. I kind of talked about Kid Who Would Be King and Waves a little bit. I was. Those mm-hmm. are two big surprises of the year as well. Um, that I think I also talked about and underrated. So I'll just throw out uh, also Richard Jewell. Um, oh, man, I want to see that. So I. Bad. It's been interesting watching the reaction to this movie because there's a lot of um, controversy controversy around it, which you know Clint seems to attract to himself. Yeah. Uh, for well, he's reasons. like what ninety thousand years old now he he doesn't <laughs> yeah, care who like he that. offends anymore uh but part of the reason this movie is the biggest surprise of the one of the biggest surprises of the year for me is, is surprise it's a movie that's coming out <laughs> it's like oh. i didn't even know it was a thing until it was out basically and then it was like oh, okay i'll watch this and i was like oh what an interesting way to tell this story of richard jewell yeah. and in the central performance is is just great and if you haven't what's the guy's name um, oh he's from uh He's in oh man. What is his name? He was in Tanya, and he's also in. So uh, Paul Kid. Paul Walter Hauser is yeah. his name, and he is so good in this movie. And I heard an interview with him on, on a podcast recently, and I just want to hang out with this dude. He is so fun, so funny, and uh, and he wears a Detroit Tigers cap. So you oh, know, there you go. He's got all the bases yeah. covered. Well, maybe you'll run into him at the Critics' Choice Awards. That would be awesome. You just talk about Detroit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also hear that uh, Olivia Wilde, John Hamm, and uh, oh, man, uh, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates are yeah, like doing good work, great in there too. Nice. Did you have any other biggest surprise? Uh, Doctor Sleep again. I'll just okay. throw that out. But, sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to go with? Do we have an official that we can agree together? What, uh, Shazam or Ready or Not? I think Ready or Not. Okay, I think that feels right. I mm-hmm. think it, the official Sif Pop movie biggest surprise of the year, ready or not, yeah. that feels right to me. Okay. Let's do that. I'm all right with that. All right. Ready or not is the biggest surprise of 2019. Now the biggins. The big boy categories. We're going to do our top 10 performances and top 10 movies. Uh, in this case, we're not nominating anymore. We are going in order from number 10 to number one. Uh, you know we have uh, done Trump rules in the past where we wait to talk about it until the person with the hire. Let's not do that. Let's just go through our list and we'll just, if we've got a hire, we'll just we'll talk see. about it then. Yeah. So works for me. Um, I'll kick it off. Okay. My number 10 performance. Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time. Nice. Uh, I think he's doing great work there. It may not be my favorite Leo performance ever. Uh, probably still The Revenant um, as far as like Leo performances that blew me away. Yeah. But he's got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's he's what the guy at, does. I was just watching Inception again the other day, and I'm like, Leo is so good in this movie. Like, what a he's so good. Uh, you can watch Titanic and you'll just be like, he is so good. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what the guy does. Yeah. Going all the way back to what's eating Gilbert great. Yeah. Kid, right. Kid knew what he was doing. So, and he's great. Once again, once upon a time, he came in at number 10. What's your number 10? Scar Joe marriage story. Mm-hmm. Good choice. I mean, a lot of it comes down to that one scene, but her and Adam driver are just like laying it all out. They're like, give me Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> And part of me wants to go, okay, fine. Okay, fine, here yeah. it is. Uh, number nine? Yeah. I have uh, Song Kang Ho. Me too! At number nine for Parasite. That's yeah. what you had him at number nine? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Ooh, he is good. He is good. There's. It's interesting. We haven't even mentioned Parasite in any of our awards yet. Well, we weren't let down or surprised by it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I almost uh, thought about the downstairs reveal as one of the biggest movie moments of 2019. Mm-hmm for Parasite, so I almost mentioned that, but I think this is a good place to start talking about this movie because his performance is central to what makes this work. He's so 
there's so much empathy in what he's going through, even though this is a family that I think we're meant to at the same time feel empathy for and judge. Like it's a really interesting balance um, that's being pulled off here. And I think he is the heart of that balance being able to be pulled off. So, well, so many movies nowadays, they have a clear cut. You're good. You're bad. You're good. You're bad. Where that's not how reality works. People can be both. They can be good and bad. So, yeah, uh, and like Kong Soon Ho or Song Kong Ho, Song Kong Ho. I'm sorry. I'm no, we're butchering it, or at least Fine. me. And I apologize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, man, he he gives his best performance he's ever given uh, that I can remember. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love uh, what's his uh, Snowpiercer's great, but mm-hmm. also uh, what's the monster movie that he did? Uh, monster? Are you talking about the host? The host. Yeah. Host is so good. Oh man, the host is good. It really is. But uh, no, no, this is easily his best performance. I agree. Um, all right, on to my number eight. My number eight. Yes. Uh, my number eight is Kev, uh, Kevin Harris Harrison Jr. Uh, in Loose. Did you see Loose? L U C E. I don't think I've heard of it. So, Loose is a movie, uh, I said Kevin, it's Kelvin, by the way, um, Kelvin Harrison Jr., who, by the way, was also in Waves. So, he, and his performance in Waves is spectacular as well. But in Loose, what's interesting about it is, I'll just give you the log line, a liberal-minded couple, Amy and Peter Edgar, are forced to reconsider their image of their adopted son after they discover he has written an extremely disturbing essay for his class yeah, at school. Yeah, I've heard about this. It's... I really enjoy this movie. I think this is, again, maybe one of those that is unfortunately going to get forgotten kind of under the the radar. That's a shame. Um, But I would highly recommend checking it out. Uh, It is really well done. The Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, Octavia Spencer. It's a great cast. And Kelvin Harrison Jr. gives an astonishing performance. It's like you were saying with, uh, with King Ho where it's like <clears throat> this is a character we're not supposed to fully be able to go one way or the other with you know like we're supposed to wonder is he a good guy is he a bad guy is you know what's going on in his head what's going on in his life um and man to be able to capture that uh is pretty incredible so i wanted to give him a shout out and it's kind of almost a one-two performance thing with waves because he's great in waves too Mm -hmm. so he definitely deserves uh, a mention very good my number eight this is where i'm going to echo your dicaprio oh okay very nice. <laughs> I mean, there's scenes where he's he's great at being a bad actor, and then there's scenes where he's great at great acting, and then there's just Leo being Leo. I mean, it's he does so many well, different that's what's versions. Impressive, right? Well, the, yeah. The impressive thing is with the acting. It's almost like <clears throat> you you hear the idea that in order to purposefully be a bad singer, you have to be a great singer. Yeah. Like the idea that in order to understand what sounds awful, you kind of have to be able to do what sounds great. Yeah. And acting, I think, is very similar in in a way that, you know, there's a, there's a real trick to bad acting, mm-hmm. you know, to acting like bad acting. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. When he has that mental breakdown in his trailer about drinking, and then he goes back on stage and he gives that awesome performance, I'm yeah. like, man, Leo, you just... Man, I need to watch that movie again. I do too. It's so good. It's it's from where I started with that movie, it is 
growing on me every single time that's I great. think about it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I still think it's way too long, though. <laughs> <laughs> All you're, right. You're number seven. Uh, we'll just stay in the same movie. This is where I have Brad Pitt from oh, Once nice. Upon a Time. I was going to ask you uh, which you thought was a better performance. I don't If it's spoilery, don't. This or Ad Astra. Oh, um, uh, this. This is a better performance. Okay. Um, there's just there's more that he's doing subtly in this than he's doing in Ad Astra. The things I love about Ad Astra are a lot come down to the movie making and not necessarily his performance. Uh, I think he's great in Ad Astra, but that's not the reason I think that movie is so great. Okay. I also find it interesting for how loud and charismatic leo is in that movie and versatile and how subtle uh brad pitt is it is that you have brad pitt higher it's beautiful subtle work though and i have a huge thing for subtle work i I love the ability um well it's a great recent example last year was first man um ryan gosling was doing such underneath the surface work with that character that uh, I was tuned into, and some other people weren't, and so they found the performance, you know, boring or yeah. nothing or whatever. But you know, there's something about that that really connects to me. I love that under under the surface stuff. Nice. Um, what do you got at number seven? Dupita Nyong'o and us. She's given two performances, and they're both great. Uh, I have her at number six. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so we might as well talk about her now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's astonishing. <laughs> yeah, what she does in that movie. Um, and I am not hearing her name nearly enough in Ward's consideration. Do you think it's the simple fact that the movie came out at the beginning of the year? People kind possibly, of forgot about it? Possibly, but I think there's going to be a build. Um, you know, it's, I mean, we Critics' Choice nominated her. So, oh, good. Good, good, so good. you know, I'm glad we've got her on there. I think she'll, I'm hoping she gets an Oscar nom because it's, it's great, great work. And it is, in my opinion, the one part of that movie that, that deserves some awards kind of buzz and contention yeah. is her performance. Yeah. So that's my six. What's yours? Uh, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's good child actors, and then there's good actors. And I mm-hmm. think this kid is a good actor. I mean, he blew me away with uh, what he was doing in that movie. Yep. Yep. Good call. Um, so we're at number five. You're number five. All right. Heading into the top half of the best performances of 2019. I know. Um, I, these are the five performances that are next level for me. Like you could, like Lupita Nyong'o was close, but these five, I just was completely devastated by, blown away by, you know, whatever. And that starts with Christian Bale and Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I, his ability to become another human being, or as Dana Carvey uh, likes, become another person, become <laughs> another person, uh, is is astonishing to me. And what's even more astonishing about the performance in this movie is it's just a guy. Yeah, but it's he's not Batman. He's nope. not just a mechanic guy that can drive cars. Yeah, and you would think that would be the simplest. And you you watch Matt Damon's performance in this movie, and you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would expect. You know, he's yeah. he's he's just a guy. It's great. It's a great performance. I believe it. It's wonderful. But Christian Bale has this way of actually becoming a different human being. It's true. Every time he does a performance, and I watch his performance in this, and I just go, "That's not Christian Bale. No, that's that's that guy." <laughs> you could line up his character from the mechanic. You could line up Batman. You could line up right. Cheney. You right. could line up this guy, and you could be. That's all the same dude. What? No, come on. Yeah, he's transformational. And to do it in such a simple way, I think, is is kind of mind-blowing. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I have at my number five. What about Very you? Very good. I'm going to go with Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. I know Ooh. you don't like the movie, but I think that Adam is giving 
not only a good Adam Sandler performance, I think he's given a good performance. I was captivated captivated by that character. Yeah. And it's very Safdie Brothers. It's very much a uh, uh, acquired taste. Yeah. But I think that the way that Adam Sandler handled that character and made me care and like just the whole time like what are you doing you know if, if an actor can make me do that it's a great performance sure so nice yeah. uh ready for number four yep this is where i have tom hanks from beautiful day in the neighborhood I got a little uh, higher. Em- nice. embodying mr rogers yeah. uh again just stunning stuff blew me away uh you know it, the the difference between impersonation and acting is is so minute but it's so obvious when you're on the right side of that. And I never felt like he was doing a false impersonation. It really just felt like he he understood the essence of Fred Rogers and was able to uh, live inside it. So great job, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on number four, Adam Driver and Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been lower on the list had that... Uh, that confrontation scene not happened. Yeah. But that confrontation scene elevates both him and Scarlett Johansson because that scene is so otherworldly powerful. I I have, I have him a little higher and uh, I'll give other examples of scenes that I think uh, drive home, (laughs) drive home his, uh, his, his ability uh, when we get there. Yeah. Um, Ready for number three. Yes. Uh, This is where I have Charlize Theron. uh, Theron. 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 Why do I always get it wrong? I used uh, to call her Theron too. Right, but it's, but it's Theron. Theron. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Now I've gotten it right enough times that now I'm questioning myself for being <laughs> right. Uh Charlie's Theron Bombshell is uh Bombshell wasn't this year. Yeah, it was. Bombshell? Just came out. Oh, Bombshell. I'm thinking of Atomic Blonde. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, for my best performance two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Charlize and Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. amazing. Man, I want to see Bonchel so bad. <laughs> uh, talk about becoming another person. I mean, yeah. It's astonishing what she does in this movie. And I, I think I said it when we talked about the movie, but she is making a play to be the best working actress right now. Yeah. And I mean, really, her, Meryl Streep, and Amy Adams are the only ones in the conversation. I, I think like... I think Charlize oh, is just... I think Nicole Kidman's in that conversation, too. Okay, yeah, It's funny enough. enough, she's also in Bombshell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is. But, um, I mean, you look at what Nicole Kidman does in... Uh... And she's great in Bombshell, by the way, and so is Margot Robbie. Um, but but Charlize is doing that Christian Bale thing. She I, is I, Megan Kelly. She is Megan Kelly, and <laughs> I will always respect that. And I just... She makes everything she's in better. You talk about Longshot, and I know it didn't work for you as well as it worked for some. Sure. The only reason that movie works at all is Charlize Theron. Like, she elevates everything she's in. Atomic Blonde is fun. It's great, whatever. But it's next level because of her. Like, she brings it up to to what she does. Like, she's just, she is so good, and she's so good in this, and uh, I have her at number three. Very good. What do you got? Jonathan Price, Two Popes. Nice. I mean, yes, Anthony Hopkins. I don't want to sound like, you know, Anthony Hopkins isn't doing good work, but I think Jonathan Price is, like, Probably the best I've ever seen him. Yeah, I mean the trend. He's great. He really is great character, in it. Yeah. For not being Latin American, <laughs> to having such a convincing accent and yeah. being able to, both those guys are speaking like what four or five different languages in yes. that movie. Yeah, and it's just phenomenal. Uh, they, he he more than Anthony Hopkins because I think the movie is more about him mm-hmm. um, and just. 
the emotion and stuff that's behind those eyes. Yeah. It's so good. It is. It's very, very good. And it's funny. a good choice. It's funny. It is. That pizza scene makes it's me great. laugh every time. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, top two. Top two. <clears throat> this is it. My number two is Adam Driver Marriage Story. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the you know the argument scene, which you know is in my best movie moments. Yeah. Uh, he also has these interesting things he's doing. Uh, the 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 scene where he cuts himself. His performance there is oh. fascinating to me. Uh, it that is not an easy trick to pull off yeah. to to do something so almost slapstick and, and kind of ridiculous, but to have it feel so real and authentic, scary <laughs> and scary too. Yeah. yeah, I was I was really impressed with that. Yeah. The the scene at the end, reading Where he the sings. letter. Um, oh, the, oh, when he's reading that letter. Oh man, that is heartbreaking. When when he sings is another good one. I think the the Sondheim song is perfect there, and he handles it perfectly. He has this weird thing he does with ho- with his Halloween costume when he's posing around with it or whatever that oh. is so yes it's so <laughs> perfect um, I, I just think he's spectacular in this movie yes. and ScarJo is great too she didn't make my top 10 list but Adam uh, Driver's performance is the one that really blew me away totally get it your um, number two my number two this is where I have Tom Hanks and a beautiful nice. day because like you said he became Fred Rogers he was everything that we hoped he would be and could be and just not only i'm not talking about just mannerisms and stuff like that because he nailed that part but he also nailed the part of fred rogers where he was able to make me feel just what fred did whenever Mm -hmm. i was watching uh that show that mr rogers neighborhood that's the one um but (laughs) Like like I mentioned, the scene where they were singing on the subway, or the scene of silence, or just so many times he is he's taking his time with every word he says. He's very yeah. pa- he pauses all the time, you know, because every moment he wants to make sure he's saying exactly what he wants to. He's so good. I totally agree. Um, we have the same number I one. I think we have the same number one. Yeah, it's got to be Joaquin Phoenix from Joker. That's it. Uh, again, I didn't like this movie as much as you did. I can certainly respect it, but the one thing I can uber respect is his performance. Uh, what he's doing with laughter in this movie is astonishing. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how you take something like laughter and turn it into such discomfort. Painful. Yeah, and he does. And man, it's 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 a devastating performance. It really is. It's just like it feels so real and so authentic and honestly is probably one of the reasons i don't like the movie as much because i don't think the movie lives up to that performance in any way Mm. um not to not to relitigate the movie itself between us sure sure, we disagree on it um let's talk about what we agree (laughs) on how dare okay we're getting into this no 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 (laughs) let's talk about what we do agree on which is uh joaquin is absolutely sensational in it um i think he will win best actor uh at most of the the award ceremonies and i think he deserves it do you? Th- this is going to sound stupid, but I kind of want to have this conversation since we're at the end of this list. Do you think that people will be hesitant to give him the win just because Heath Ledger already won for the Joker? Interesting. No, I don't. Um, I'm not saying nobody will have that logic. I don't think a lot of people will, okay. will go there. Um, that is fascinating. Would that be the first time that the two people have won for the same character? Character? Oh, I'm sure that there's been, you know, people who 
have one for, but I can't think of anything on top of it. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting I'm thing sure to look is. up. I can't imagine because all the things that multiple people have played aren't Oscar worthy. Like you think of Bond that multiple people have played. Yeah. Um, you think of like well, uh, I'm thinking about like Christmas histor- Carol historical figures or, or anything like that. Yeah, but even that, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, I, I don't think so. My guess would be no. My guess would be this would be the first time that... that... And of all, it has to be the Joker. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I think that makes that our official best performance of 2019, since yeah. we both had it at number one. That's a pretty easy call. Uh, Joaquin, congratulations. Yeah. You win the Sifty. Yep. Uh the, the Sifty Brothers. Is yeah. that who we are? The Sifty Brothers? The brother? Sifty Brothers. We're not the Safties. We're the Sifties. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the best movies of the year. Yeah. Andrew, uh, we're going to do our own top 10 here, and then we'll do the uh, Sif Pop top, top 10 yeah. as nominated by all the people Which in the Sif Pop universe. a shame because a movie like skyrocketed to my list after I sent you my uh, nominations. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that's well, that's right. fine. That's fine. Yep. We'll get there. Uh, you start us off this time. What's your number 10? Toy Story 4. Nice. Ah, uh, man. It made your list. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I love Pixar. How can Pixar keep doing this so well? So well? I don't know, man, but they got two movies coming out in 2020, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that yes, on we next will. week's <laughs> Next week's show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this uh, Bo Peep, especially just her... I think she's more of a central character than she's ever been. Mm-hmm. This movie yeah, has definitely. so many laughs. Probably, bes- oh man, that could have made my movie moments of the year is the, uh, I forget what the, the plush rush. Mm-hmm. The plush yeah. rush. The plush rush could have made my yeah. top movie moment of sure. the year. Sure, of course. But I don't think it could have beat Captain America. But uh, yeah. oh man, plush rush is so fun. Yeah, Very nice. Easily, that's my number 10. My number 10 is 1917. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a great movie. I got a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. Let's, let's talk about it later. Okay. Uh, what's your number nine? Jojo Rabbit. Nice. Yep. Um, this movie made me laugh. This movie made me cry. This movie made me think. It did everything perfectly for me. Very nice. Yep. Uh, Jojo not making my list, but I do agree that there's a lot to like there. Um, It will be in my top 41. I'll just say that. Nice. Uh, My number nine is Waves, which I've talked about a little bit. And you're the one that says that this movie does something really interesting with aspect ratio, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. I forgot I had mentioned that. Yeah. Um, it does something fun with aspect, uh, fun, interesting with aspect ratio. Yeah. It does something interesting with story structure. Um, it is, it does something interesting enough with story structure that might actually throw people off. Uh, I'm, that is the one thing about this movie that uh, if I were to warn people about, it's just like, you're not in for your typical story told the typical way. Yeah. This is going to take you on a different kind of journey. And I don't mean to be abstract, but I don't want to give anything away. Um, But I loved that, and I loved it specifically because of how it relates to the theme of waves coming in and out. And um, yeah, I I really thought this movie was was beautifully done. Um, And it's my number nine. Number eight. Number eight. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Nice. We've praised it. I mean, we say so much about Tom Hanks and how good he is in this movie, and... I don't want that to take away from all the other great performances because he's not the main character in this yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's a beautiful story. It makes you think. I love it. Good choice. My number eight, eight is Apollo 11. 
the documentary oh, on yeah. going to the moon. Uh, it is such a technical achievement. It's a compelling uh, watch uh, to take this undiscovered f- actual footage of that stuff that's pristine. It looks like it was shot on digital last week. Like, it's incredible how beautiful... Well, that's because it is, Aaron. We never landed on the moon. <laughs> no, that's right. Fair yeah. point, fair point. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and does it so well, the way it uses the actual audio, the actual video. This is a complete archival footage movie. Everything in this movie is archival footage, archival audio. And to be able to do that and still have it be this compelling, this interesting, um, absolutely my favorite documentary of the year and my number eight movie of the year. Brilliant. Number seven? Uncut Gems. I know. wonder where it would land for you. I know you really liked it. I really did, man. It's uh, Adam Sandler is the main reason why I like this movie, but it's all because of what his character is doing, making me feel tense. Uh, Kevin Grant is like, or Garnett is like, actually, actually a pretty good, good actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just, the soundtrack is a killer. It's a good movie for me. Uh, you've mentioned my number seven. Okay. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, nice. Uh, comes in at number seven. So we had that ranked about the same. Yeah. Um, and I will just echo everything we've already said. This is just such a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your number six? This is where I have Endgame. Okay. I mean, nice. Didn't make my top ten, but it will be in my forty-one. Very nice. So I think that it suffers a little bit compared to Infinity War, where I I think we talked about this in the uh, initial like review, mm-hmm. how I thought Infinity War felt like a complete movie, but this felt more like a part two. Right. Isn't that strange that yeah. the first one would actually feel like more of a complete movie yeah. than the second one? I totally agree. I think Infinity War is easily the better movie. Oh yeah. Um. This this doesn't make my top hundred movies of all time. Infinity yeah. War is way up there though. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. But it is a great watch. Man, is it a fun experience, oh, you know? Avengers Assemble, the ending of that movie is everything that anybody could have ever wanted from. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you have, you know, dreams whenever you're a kid. Like, oh, man, what if they got this guy, this guy, and Wish this guy? Wish fulfillment. Don't... Yeah. Which they, they did, in a sense, for the first Avengers movie. Right. But then they cranked it up to... 41, not uh-huh. even 11. They cranked it up. They got every <laughs> Good choice of a number, 41. I like that choice. I know. That's why I picked it, because um, it's your fave. Uh, but, man, just the ending of this movie. Uh, I got I got issues with time travel and stuff like that with any movie, and I think sure. it's kind of a cop-out. Yeah. But there's so much to love in this movie. They, yep. And, you know, it's a good send-off for several characters. Good choice. Good choice. Your number uh, six. My number six is The Two Popes. Oh, nice. Uh, This is where uh, Two Popes landed for me. Again, we have talked about this movie quite a bit. (laughs) I will just reemphasize, this is not some stale, boring, religious, philosophical thing that you're going to have to sit through. This is an active, fun, interesting uh, character study about these two men and their differing views on who who Jesus wanted the church to be. Yeah. And it's I, I find it absolutely fascinating. Yep. So it's good stuff. That's my number six. What do you got? Marriage story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I think we said this during our initial review. This is your number five? Is that My right? number five, yeah. Yes. How neither of it us It is my have... number five as well. So, oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yep. I think we both said that neither of us have dealt in any way with divorce until this movie where it makes you feel like you've gone right. through one. Yeah. And yeah. It's... Ugh. 
It's yeah, so and honestly, it's exhausting. It, it is. It is, but in a good way. I I think it's so valuable to experience. The, the beauty of movies is empathy, right? Yeah. Like the idea that you actually can, for a couple hours, put yourself in different shoes, yeah. wear somebody else's life. And uh, I have ne- I've never experienced this. I don't ever plan to experience this. Um, but it <laughs> well, is. <good. laughs> but it is one of those things where it's like. But I'm glad that I got to experience it through these people to maybe have a deeper understanding of the pain that people go through yeah. and a deeper understanding of how jacked our system is that it that it that plays to these things, you know. Because the the villain in this movie is the the system is the judicial That's divorce exactly system. It. Uh, is the villain of this movie? Uh, it is not either of as much as you want to play the who's more wrong game. Um, I think the answer is the system. Yeah. Um, these two people, I think, agreed that they needed to go their separate ways, and the system was like, "Yeah, but you got to fight each other first. Exactly. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's so well told and so great. Number four. Number four. Yeah. This is where I have two popes. Oh, nice. But I saw it we after. Have very similar list. I know, but I, I like saw it. this. I saw this after my nomination, so yeah. I was like, oh, well, be fine. But <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Like you said, it's a character study. And you know me, former Christian, so Mm -hmm. uh, even I can appreciate and respect the performance and the the philosophical dilemma that these two men have. Well, it's important whether you're a Christian or not. It's, I mean, it's valuable to understand that the the quote-unquote church is going through these philosophical discussions and fights and you know it's very i there's a lot to tie into roman catholicism you know uh broadening to the new pope's idea of what it means to love your neighbor and those kind of things uh as well as what a lot of uh, american christians are dealing with with politics with the idea that you know the church has tied itself to a a political party as opposed to you know the The idea of loving your neighbor you know so uh, you know, there's just a lot there to you know to chew on and to yeah. digest, and yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, the part of this movie that makes me love it, so, like takes it up a notch, is the moments where these guys are humans. Mm-hmm. The pizza scene where they're watching World Cup, mm-hmm. you know, just where they they because I think that you know, and rightfully so, given the position that the Pope you know is, that you kind of forget that's a that's a person. You know, and they have they sin, they mm-hmm. they they have loves, they have passions that you know we share too. Right, and I think the movie does a great job of humanizing that position. Nice. Uh, my number four, you've mentioned Toy Story four, comes in at number four for me. Very good. Um, it's not uncommon for a Pixar movie to be my number one movie of the year. I love these films, uh, and this is another great one from them. Um, I think it says something about the quality at the top of the list, the cream of the crop that uh, Pixar is at number four for me this year. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed to- Toy Story 4. I can't believe they made four masterpieces in this series. You know what it's, I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Uh, who does that? Apparently, Pixar does. I think whenever you and I listed our like we whenever we ranked the Toy Stories, our lists were completely different. But we're all like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're all great. I can't fault you for having that one as your number one. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's move into our top three. Yeah, Parasite. Nice number three for you. Yeah, uh, it uh, it was knocking for a long time as my number one movie of the year. Yeah, but like. <sighs> There's just some things that came out, 
but I don't want that to take away from. Oh no, you've just, got it at number three. There's only two movies you liked more this I, year. I know, but like for as high as we praise this movie for it to end up at number three, it because I, it's also a movie that you want to make sure people see mm-hmm. because of how good it is. Yeah, uh, the ending of that movie. There's uh, like you said, the the basement scene is crazy. For me, the movie boils down to. Uh, uh, I'll just call it the is it Kim and uh, I forget what uh, the the family names uh, Price I think is the other one mm-hmm. or, but uh, the 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 what somebody smells like and how yeah. that's the uh, the last straw mm-hmm. I mean oh, just that whole yeah, yeah. it's it's such a good movie great performances not only by Kong Ho Song like everybody in the movie is on their A game. Yep, I agree. Totally agree. Uh, my number three is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I didn't know you had it that high. I think this movie is astonishing. Yeah. I think Quentin Tarantino, uh, again, do not somebody think, I generally connect to. Yeah. Um, do you think this is his best movie? I do, for me. Okay. For me, 100%. Yeah. Um, is easily his best movie. Uh, the best I can say about other Tarantino movies uh, is like movies like um, why is it named the World War the the World War Inglorious Bastards Inglorious Bastards yeah um, it's probably my second favorite Tarantino mm-hmm. movie was probably my favorite and is very very similar to this movie in a lot of ways yeah um, and I love it when Tarantino does this but even that movie reveled too much for me in the idea of um, vengeance in those mm-hmm. kind of things. The violence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is almost more hopeful in self-defense and ridiculous. It's, it's doing something. It is ridiculous. Although the, I, you could argue the violence in Glorious Bastards is ridiculous as well. Yeah. Like you know, he's that's kind of his thing is quirky, ridiculous violence. Yeah. Um, but I just I think he allowed himself <laughs> to be an optimist in this movie in a in a weird, awesome way. When so. DiCaprio walks out of that pool house with the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's my number three. Very good. All right, number two. Joker. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to have Parasite above Joker. Yeah. I was. But just something about how I honestly, truly believe Joaquin Phoenix is giving a top ten performance in history yeah i mean it's it's so good and and i love the story and i love you know the cinematography everything about that movie when i when i compare it you know this to this for parasite it just it it wins out on almost all those things very nice uh my number two uh, you just talked about parasite it comes in at number two for me and all the aforementioned things apply uh this is a movie you just need to see yeah. And if you don't like reading subtitles, too bad. Uh, read them because it's great. It's worth it, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, number ones. And I know what yours is. And I know what yours is. Yeah. 19... Yours, is yours is 1917. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. The, what a technical achievement. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep coming back to it and I'm, I keep questioning, is this the best war film I've ever seen? Wow. It's either this or Saving Private Ryan. Right, sure. But... From I think that you know there's more like a personal emotional stakes in Saving Private Ryan, where 
because it it really encompasses the whole war, whereas this is just a small segment of this particular war. But the technical achievement of how it's all shot, how this movie is, I think, to its benefit, focusing solely on just a couple characters because it makes you care more about them. As even in Saving Private Ryan, there's there's a big cast, so you kind of have a feeling of, you know, yes, we're going to lose somebody along the way, you know. Where in this movie, you're like, well, I'm I'm the third soldier from the way this movie's shot, so right. we got to make it. We got to make it, guys. <laughs> so, no, I think this movie's No, I had it at number 10. I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't fault you at all for having it at number one. And your number one is? <sighs> uh, Knives Out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's it's a donut hole. Donut hole. <laughs> uh, it, it yeah, Knives Out is so my cup of tea. Um, and Daniel Craig is so great in this, as is the entire cast. Yeah. Uh, I have watched it several times already, which is generally the have case. Have you really? Yeah, with my favorite movies, I just keep watching them. Um, and, that's good that it has rewatchability because oh, that's, such great rewatchability. Because, you know, sometimes with those uh, whodunit films, you're like, once you know, you kind of... Well, and I knew that wasn't the case because I actually kind of knew pretty early where I thought it was going. And I ended up being correct. Um, And I don't think that's saying anything bad about the movie. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, my brain, you know, clicked into the right idea. But, but yeah, I've watched it a couple more times and continue to have a great time with it. There's so many great moments, so many great lines. Uh, It is so well constructed. That's the thing watching it the second and third time is just noticing how well constructed it is, how well put together it is. Um, So, yeah, so Knives Out is my number one Sif Pop my number one movie there. I shouldn't say Sif Pop number one movie. No, we're doing that next. That's where we're going next. Now, as mentioned, 27 of our Sif Pop gurus and contributors uh, sent in their nominations. They each sent their top five in order, and those were given points based on number five to number one. That's how we've always done it. Uh, and then those total points will reflect the order of the top 20 Sif Pop movies of the year. New rule this year, though. Mm. If only one person had it on their list, it is officially not qualified. for. More than one person had to mention okay. it for it to qualify for the top 20. Uh, the reason we do that is because I think there is more emphasis in a couple people saying something is pretty good than one person who just, you know, one movie that they saw that they really loved. Sure. Um, and so there were, I'm going to give shout outs to those one-offs. Okay. So these are shout outs that our um, gurus and contributors and us had that nobody else mentioned. And I think these are all worthy shout outs. Yeah. Um, well, I shouldn't say all. <laughs> There's one on here that maybe is not so worthy to me. But, you know, hey, everybody's <laughs> everybody's got their own top five. Yeah. I already know what it is. Too. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, so here are the shout outs. Loose was shouted out, which okay. we've talked about a little bit. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, was in somebody's top five. Very cool. Uh, Waves was okay. in one person's top five. Uh, Hotel Mumbai was in one per- person's top five. I need to see five. that. It looks yeah. real good. That's Deb Patel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, Happy Death Day to You. Gets a shout out, was in one person's top five. <laughs> I forgot that came out this year. Uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, was in one person's top five. <laughs> You're just, the joy just turned to sadness for Andrew there for a second. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn made somebody's top five. 
Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was only in one person's top five. So, yeah, I think it's kind of one of those movies that even though it's great, uh, it it kind there it's not so great that you put it in your top five. Yeah, like I bet it's in a ton of people's top ten. Yeah, it was in both of our top ten. Yeah, but uh, but only in one person's top five. Uh, Apollo Eleven was in one person's top five. Uh, One Cut of the Dead. Um, which I haven't seen, but that made one person's top five. Okay, uh, Shazam made one person's top five. Actually, that makes me happy. <laughs> me as well. Uh, Aladdin made one person's top five. Oh. Uncut Gems made one person's top five. Yeah. Uh, High Life, which we haven't really talked about a lot. Another That's Robert another Pattinson. Robert Pattinson yeah. um, have you seen it? No. It's good. It's really I really enjoy Space it. Space weed. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home made one person's top five. Dark Waters made one person's top five. Okay. Climax, the Gaspar Noe movie, uh, made one person's top five. Uh, Missing Link made one person's top five. Is that That's not the one. And Dolomite Is My Name made one person's top five. Oh. So those are the ones that get shout outs. And never mind. I, one, the one I thought was going to be shouted out was not on there. Oh, interesting. I thought Lighthouse was. Oh, just you wait. People like the lighthouse. Oh, whoa! Welcome to the Sif Pop Top Twenty, shall we? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, if movies tie in their number of points, uh, the uh, tiebreaker goes to the one that had more people had it on their list. If they have the same amount of people that had it on their list, it goes to who had more number ones, then to no more number twos, then to more number threes, and yeah. so on and so forth. And if it just goes all the way down, then it stays a tie. Uh, so here we go. Starting at number, we're going to start at 19 because only 19 qualified. We usually do a top 20. Uh, if I had to throw in the 20th movie, I think I would throw waves in there of the one of the ones that were shouted out. Let's go ahead and make waves the official number 20. Let's make it happen for Sif Pop at number 19. Two people had it in their top five. Both of them had it at number five. Number 19 is Claws, the animated film on Netflix. How cool. Uh, number 18, two people had on their list, uh, one at number five and one at number three, uh, and that's Peanut Butter Falcon. Came, I love that movie. Comes in Man, at I number love that movie. 18. Yeah, I really, I like, every year I think this, like our contributors put together a great list. Yeah. I love these movies. Uh, Irishman comes in at number 17. Neither of us had it on our top 10. Nope. Um, but it's, it's number eleven. <laughs> uh, one person had it number five. One person had it as their second favorite movie of the year. It comes in at number seventeen on the official Sif Pop list, and at number sixteen, the most overrated movie of the year, Lighthouse. <laughs> Lighthouse. When uh, you said it, I thought, man, that's going to be top five. The way you were saying oh, it, I'm no, like, no, no. I was like, oh no, it's going to be somebody. No, it comes in at number sixteen. Two people had it on their list. One had it as their second favorite movie of the year and one had it as their fourth favorite movie of the year. Now, this is surprising. We have a tie at number 14 between The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is a great film. I'm glad. In fact, one person had it as their number one, and one person had it as their number four. Um, Great movie, tied at 14. And then tied at 14 is 1917. Uh, one person had it as their number one. That was you. Hi. And one person had it as their number four, which is exactly the same as Last Black Man in San Francisco. The only thing I have to say about this I think most of our contributors have not seen this movie yet. Yeah. It, Either it's, movie. It's it is hard to uh I think it's only available in a few places. So this is mm-hmm. this is one that I think if we hold this vote three weeks down the line, yeah, may climb this list a little bit. But yeah. still good to see it in at number fourteen. Yeah. 
Uh, number 13. Um, everything from 13 and above had at least three people have it on their list. Very cool. Uh, number 13 is John Wick 3. What? Uh, comes in at number 13. Three people had it on their list. Uh, the highest uh, person had it as their second favorite of the year. Uh, number 12 is Toy Story 4. Mm. Uh, four people had Toy Story 4 on their list, but never above number three on their list. Uh, so that comes in at number four. or uh, Sorry, at number 12. Number 11 is Ford v. Ferrari. Okay. Uh, comes in at number 11. I knew. 11. I had a feeling. Three people had it on their <clears throat> on their list. One of them had it as their second favorite movie of the year. Uh, in at number 10, the top 10 top pop 10. movies of go. the year. Number 10 is Us. Uh-huh. Us comes in at number 10. Five people had it on their list, but four of them had it as their number five, and one of them had it as their number one. Wow. So it ends up even with five people on their list at number 10. Number nine is Booksmart. Booksmart comes in at number nine. I forgot about that movie. Totally forgot about Booksmart, huh? Yeah. Two people that? had it as their favorite movie of the year. Oh, and cool. Then a, and then a third person also had it on their list. So that's in at number nine. Number eight, Sif Pop Movie of the Year, is Joker. Joker comes in at number eight. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was going to be number one. Really? I really did think that was going to be number one. Joker is at number eight. Uh, four people had it on their list. Three of them had it as their second favorite movie of the year, uh, including Me. you. Um, number seven is Midsommar. Comes in at number seven. Wow. I get that. I, this, it's a spectacular it's, film. It's a rough watch, though. It is a very rough watch. Uh, four people had it on their list, including two people had it as their favorite movie of the year. Okay. So... Uh, Midsummer or Midsummer. I mean, I'll give it this is better than Hereditary. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, number six movie of the year, uh, and I think these are the clear six winners of, okay. of this voting. Uh, number six is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, this had seven people uh, had it on their list, uh, but never higher than number three. So it was nobody's second favorite or favorite. But seven people uh, had Once Upon a Time on their list. At number five is Marriage Story. Marriage Story comes in at number five. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people wow. had it in their top five movies of the year. Uh, the highest it was ranked was number two uh, on somebody's list. Oh, I had it at number so, five, yeah. Yep. So uh, and this is a real number four and number five are interesting and can show the difference when people love, love, love a movie that it pushes it up. Okay. Because number four is Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit comes in at number four. I do love that movie. It has six people, only six people, I say only, six people had it in their top five as compared to 10 had yeah. Marriage Story. How many number ones? But it was three people's number one and two people's number two. So, you know, the people who loved this really pushed it yeah. uh, to the top. So Jojo Rabbit comes in at number four. Good nope. job, Hitler. <clears throat> number three is Avengers Endgame. Is the number three movie of the year? For I get Super- it. Yeah, I do too. I understand. Uh, there were eight people who had this on their list, including three people who has it as their favorite movie of the year. Uh, so Endgame comes in at number three. Number two is Knives Out. Knives Out comes in at what? number two. Uh, two, four, six, eight, ten people had it on their list, including two people, one of them me, that had it as their favorite movie of the year. And finally, actually running away with it, the really? number one Sif Pop movie of the year, the official Sifty for movie of the year goes to 
Parasite. Yes! <laughs> that pa- makes me so happy. Me too. Parasite is the Sif Pop movie of the year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people had it on their list, so more than any other movie. Yeah. And one, two, three, four, five people had it as their number one movie of the year. Four more had it as their second favorite movie of the year. Well so, done. Parasite uh, is the official Sif Pop movie of the year. Yeah. Well, there you go, Andrew. I, I, we did it. We did it. We did it, the man. Sif Pop Movie Awards for 2019. Oh man! And How do now you feel? I feel I, really good. Okay. You know what I feel? I feel excited for 2020. <laughs> you know, at the beginning of the year, we we ragged on 2019 for just starting off so rough. Yeah. It was really bad for I a long still, time. I, overall, I still think it was a pretty dismal year. Yeah. Overall. But what I'm what what I was gonna get at is, I'm. Um, as always, I'm glad that the year can finish strong. Yeah, yeah, and it did more than ever. I, you know, I, I, I still hear some people who don't like award season and why are we giving awards to movies and it's art. Art, you know, shouldn't be compared to each other. And yeah, I'm but just competition like, drives. Yes, we wouldn't be having these incredible movies without award season. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's part. It is the other. If you think that commerce should be less a part of why movies are made. Like if the Disney thing upsets you because it's just like they just want to make money, they're just cash grabbing, they're just doing this stuff. Yeah. The award season is the antithesis to that. The award season is saying, you know what? This movie may not make a lot of money, but it's but art it's and it's good. You know? So like yeah, I think that's I think that's an important How many thing people to think of. do you think Parasite would have been made without, you know, competition <laughs> and people like shouting it out? I mean like maybe, that? but I don't know if it would be signal boosted as much. I don't know if as many people would be seeing it or understanding it and or we're all better for it. I totally agree, one hundred percent. Well, thanks for joining us so much for today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out today. Thank you, buddy. Uh, and all year long. Oh. And huge thanks to Phil for producing the show. Much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month. You get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Pop. There are lots of ways to connect with the podcast. Feel free to leave a comment, uh, rate, uh, leave a review at Apple Podcasts. Uh, some fun reviews coming in at Apple Podcasts. We'll have to read some of those uh, sometime soon um, because the vanilla reviews just keep on rolling in. And I just I love <laughs> it. It makes me so happy. Uh, there are lots of ways. Uh, you can also email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than beating Parasite for movie of the year. Uh, we'll and that be, makes me happy. We will be back next week with our most anticipated movies of 2020. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.